At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Real Down on Paddling Finn. Uh, it's, the show goes live on Wednesday, so... I hope whatever you're doing, you're having a good day. Uh, tonight, we'll get right to it. We have the first and third place winners from the BASS Nation Kayak Series event on Lake Fork, first one of the year. Uh, we have Garrett Morgan, who got first place, and James Bush in third. We also invite on Chris Longshore in second, but uh, he had some other things going on. So let me bring him on here. How y'all doing, guys? Doing great. Pretty good. Appreciate you having us on. Good. Yeah, man. Thank y'all for being on and congratulations on the event. Um, his background's crazy. It's, if you're watching, it's, it's blowing my mind here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who set this on here at Paddle and Finn, but yeah, yeah, y'all put some crazy stuff, man. Um, so yeah, uh, we haven't had either one. James, you've been on the OG show before, but uh, we'll do a little intro. I, I know everybody knows who y'all are, but for people that don't, uh, we'll start with you, James. Uh, tell everybody who you are, man. Uh, I'm James Bush. I'm one of the owners of One Objective Bass Fishing, and uh, um, we just make trolling motor mounts and accessories. Um, and um, we're sitting here at um, Toledo Bend right now, hoping to do a little bit more practicing because it ain't lining up like Fort did so far. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more grass, huh? Uh, it's just just tougher to find them right right now first spot we went to just ain't doing nothing i got you i got you well you got a few days man at least you you haven't set the hook on it yet so that's that, that's good you haven't worn <laughs> out yeah. nope. all right 
Uh, all right, Garrett, how about you, man? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, my name's Garrett Morgan. Uh, I live in Conway, Arkansas. And, um, you know, I've, I've been at this thing for about five years now. Um, got started with some a local trail event. Um, you know, I just had a little Academy brand kayak $200 deal with two Shakespeare rods and two cheap Abu Garcia bait casters from Walmart and literally like a Walmart sack full of baits and, you know, signed up for this little local deal on my home lake. Didn't even know they had kayak tournaments. Just saw it pop up on Facebook one day. And, um, you know, I've been doing the co-angler thing uh, a little bit and I got real frustrated with that. Just being in the back of the boat, this gave me an opportunity to kind of make my own decisions, go to my own places and, Went one the first one I ever signed up for, and I got hooked, man. And um, you know, I've kind of been doing it ever since. And you know, started with with baby steps, and you know, have have grown, you know, into a pedal kayak, and had the autopilot last year. And um, you know, it's it's really kind of taken off for me at this point. And if if you're just listening to this, Garrett has an absolute room full of trophies and big checks in the background. <laughs> if if you're just listening, it's a, it's damn impressive. It's like Drew Gregory, his, his whole walls, just big checks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hey, maybe one day mine can look a little bit more like days. You see the one behind me or most of them behind me have the state of Arkansas on there. And, and that was really what I wanted to shift away from this year. Um, you know, I, I'd like to do uh, better in national events. And so I've actually left the local events behind i don't plan the fish but one and that's more of a memorial event for one of our buddies that passed away last year but i'm primarily doing national events man and my goal coming into the year was to win a national event i've been close before i've had some thirds some fours done well in the national championship twice um you know so uh, i guess i can finally check that box yeah yeah congrats i'd be just start off with with a bang there so let's uh, let, I, I know Garrett, you're on the old town team, and James, James, I mean, y'all rig kayaks and do mounts and everything else. So let's start with kayaks. Uh, Garrett, what what are you in right now? I'm in a uh, old town top water, so ten and a half foot, and um, oh, the ten and a half. Okay. Yeah. So there's the reason why I have that thing is I can pick that up and I can carry it pretty much anywhere. Um, you can pick it up by the seat. Um, with their straps that hold the seat in and you can grab both bars of that seat and just pick it up and just go with it wherever you need to, to go. I primarily am a shallow water fisherman. So I like to get into the back of creeks or places where other folks can't easily get to. Um, that's kind of my niche, kind of what I found. Um, you know, I think someone has to use a ramp and you can find a place that's a long ways away from a ramp. You know, you may get that spot to yourself for a little while first thing in the morning. So uh, I keep that, but I also have an autopilot uh, 120. Um, you know, I, I didn't use that this this particular uh, weekend, but um, I took the the um, the top water, and I actually ended up in a predator on day two. There's a story behind that. I, I, I thought I saw a picture of a predator. There. <laughs> yeah. I ended up breaking my rudder cable to my top water being oh, too really? rough yeah. and probably a little too jacked up that morning of day, day two. I was trying to loosen it. Um, it gotten frozen and, you know, I just got too impatient with it. it. Ended up breaking. So I reached out to my old town teammates that were down there and one of them had brought his extra um, kayak, which is a predator. Oh. And he was able to get over there to me 
And, um, you know, we got it in the water and got me out of there before it was, you know, go time. Um, so I was real thankful to Roy Grubbs for that. Interesting thing, man, he's, he's actually from here in Conway where I live. And, you know, we had a mutual friend, um, and met each other a couple of years ago, but man, that probably doesn't happen without him. Uh, I definitely would have tried to go fish regardless. Um, I'd have used the paddle to steer and yeah, still just swimming out there. Yeah, man. Hey, I'd have, I'd have done whatever it took. Cause trust me, before I had a pedal drive, I was out there paddling and still doing well. So, I mean, I'd have made it work somehow. Yeah. And, and that man, I have went, cause last year I had a sportsman 120 this year. Well, 2020 I had a sportsman 120 this year. And last year I've had a predator. I like, yeah, I have a paddle boat, paddle kayak to Diablo. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out like, I still don't know what I want to be in this year. Do I just get a third kayak and the autopilot? Do I get, you know, uh, do I, because with my shop, my shop, I have to have a current year model. So I have to, I have to upgrade. I have to get something new. So it's either right now that autopilot will run you. Yeah, I'm fat enough already, (laughs) man. I need that pedaling. Hey, dude, I I packed on 24 pounds with that sucker. Um, and it took me a while to lose it. I started, you know, really exercising again real hard in September. Um, which really it was more to do with my diet. And then suddenly I cut down, you know, the amount of calories I was burning because I'm pushing a button instead of pedaling everywhere. Um, but you know, hopefully I think I'm in a better place with my diet and stuff for when I get back in the autopilot here in a couple of weeks. Um, but that was part of the reason why I took the, the top water down there is I, I like the exercise part of it. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I really enjoy the physical part. The motor to me is like a, a, a bonus, maybe to help me get to a further away spot, cover a little mm-hmm. bit more water, but I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be motoring all the time. That's, that's I, tell you, I, I work from home and like, I, I need to exercise in my life. I, it's, it's tough, man. I'll tell you the thing that I missed the most about the autopilot this weekend. And I really, you know, when you're in practice, you don't think about it because you're not really trying to take photos to submit. Yeah. But when you're trying to get photos to submit, you know, you usually take a few. I do. I try to make sure I get the most length out of the fish I can. I may try to, you know, move the fish a little bit at a different angle if I need to. And I may take, you know, several photos. Um, when you have that autopilot, you just hit spot lock and you don't drift off of your spots. You end up, you know, being able to stay right there the whole time. Sorry, my little dog just came in here. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, there you go. I, I, I was wondering why you went uh, top water instead of autopilot. Though. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, just, just the exercise piece, man. I worked real hard to get that, get that weight back down and kind of get back in a good place. I heard. Well, James, how about you, man? I, you see, you rig up every kayak, every motor. You could have anything. And now this year, you, you and you and your boy, y'all are both in Hobies, right? Yeah, we got the Pro Angler 14 360 this year. And um, we got the XI3 on the front of that. And then we also okay. have the NK on the back. If we need it, well, we just run one or the other. You know, different situations, you know, rivers and stuff like that. So, kind of set up to run anything and, and with the Hobie stuff, we can just use the same. So we can just use the pedal drive or the, you know, the Hobie drive, the Mirage drive and just do whatever. I mean, here lately, we've just been using the Mirage drive, um, the 360 drive. 
I mean, it's been it's been great. I love it so far. Um, just a little bit better on my my knees and stuff like that than a regular pedal drive yeah. than I was used to in the native. Um, but I do miss the instant reverse and and yeah. those over the 360 <laughs> stuff. That's that's a big deal when yeah. you're when you're set to hook on a fish or something like that, and you can just instant reverse. Um, I do miss that part. Um, but other than that, I mean, the spot lock and everything like that to be able to put on and off or whatever. I used actually used the uh, XI3 on the front the first day, and then I just used the regular drive the second day because I really I was inside of my boat ramp the whole time when I was fishing. So I thought I was going to have to because I didn't have any practice. So I just figured I would just. I didn't know if I needed to run the first day, but after that, I just end up using the pedal drive. So what I, I saw Christine Fisher, she uploaded a new video today where it's talking about the foot control steering uh, using a Newport slash Torquedo, uh, either using the foot controlled steering or the Tim Percy handle. Which, which one are you using? I'm actually, we're designing something else up that's uh -oh. a little different uh -oh. than that we're working on. So, so, but I've installed the um, the foot control steering and stuff like that. It actually works really well. I haven't installed the Tim Percy stuff personally yet. Um, I've actually seen it installed on a couple of things, and it seems to work pretty well. Everybody seems to be using it. Um, the pedal drives, the foot control stuff, it works. I mean, it's that the only thing with that is you don't have to touch it. You know, like you can just use your foot. So you can, if you're moving, working the bank or something like that, your hands are free. So both of them have their positives and negatives. On it all depends on how you like to fish, really. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so let's get into a tournament. First, I'll go over the numbers. We had um, on day one, Garrett Mega Bag, um, <laughs> 102 and a half inches. Uh, Rolando Nadine, I always say that wrong, 99 and a half. Chris Longshore with 97 and third. Chris Hartman, your KFL Arkansas Hogs teammate yeah. there, right? Yep, yep. 96 and a quarter. And James, you had seventh place with 93 and a quarter. Day two, Brian Howe, mm -hmm. big bag at tournament, 106. Is that right? 106? That's what I heard. Yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. I heard he's yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Longshore in second. Um, and then with 100 even. Garrett, you were in third with 99 and a quarter, and James in 10th with uh, 89 and three quarter. James really like, I mean, if if you you hear those numbers, and it's like, oh, man, everybody had a great tournament. This place was awesome. But no, I mean, it was brutal, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, so overall total, Garrett, you won it with 102 and three quarter. Chris had it 197 and James with 183. So uh, again, congrats to, it, it almost makes like, it's a great tournament, but then whenever you do it, you overcome such tough conditions. It's kind of like you get an asterisk, but you know, you, you get an <laughs> exclamation or a gold star because yeah, man, that's it. You half the field did terribly it, more than half, not many limits. So yeah, I mean, Amazing event. We'll start with practice. Uh, James, well, we'll start with you. Did you not get any practice at all? I didn't. I had never uh, put my kayak in the water until the day of the tournament. So uh, well, we, just, we just, we just, yeah, we, we 
went and looked around at a bunch of ramps. We've done a lot of map study before we ever came down here. And um, we rode around the first day that we came down just to figure out what ramps look good to us. And um, we just decided on that one and we ended up having it to ourselves that whole day, the first day. But wow. we had a few people come in there the second day, but once they figured out where we all were and everything like that, they just, you know, everybody was very courteous and everything like that that was in there. So you just saw something uh, a certain area you thought would play with at uh, what what were what was something that you were looking for whenever you were doing map study this time of year? Were you looking for, you know, bluff walls or rocks or what sort of structure? We were just mainly looking for some some creeks. Um, and we just pointed out a small creek that we figured that since we didn't have practice, we could break it down pretty easily. And um as me and my buddy Josh, we were we were sitting there and just we just broke it down. We're just like, okay, well, you go one way and I go the other. And he ended up going the way that um to toward the mouth of the creek. And I actually was going back towards the back of the creek. And I got about halfway back and it was frozen completely over. So I couldn't wow. even go back there. I was just trying to even see how thick it was. I took my jig and tossed it on top of the ice. It wouldn't even break. So I just started easing out towards the mouth of the creek and ended up coming up on a whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com on a point and ended up pretty much catching all my fish. I caught three of my fish off of one little Christmas tree that was in the water, like a crappy spot. I mean, they just, I'd let it sit they'd come back. They reload and they yep. reload and they reload. And it was actually in shallower water the first day. Um, and I was, I mean, it was probably like, I think I caught all my fish in like four foot or five foot of water. Oh. Then, and then, like I said, on the second day. No, nope, um, hold, hold up. Let, let, let's <laughs> let, let's hold on. We can't give everything away so quick. But why? Why do you think that on day one? Why do you think they were, they were there? Was it a creek channel right up on that that top, or what? What was it? It was a little. It seemed like it was a creek channel that kind of run around that point. Okay. and it was just kind of it was a place where they could set up, and the wind was blowing in on it just right. And I think that they just kept reloading. Wow. Okay. Like a, a lot of bait in the area too, or just, just staging area? It was some. It was some. We could see some on the panoptics and stuff like that. And you could just see it kind of blowing in. And you could see them. You, you toss in front of them and you see the schools of bait just blow up and stuff like that. But I didn't really, I like I said, I caught all mine on a jig the first day. Okay. 
What 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 kind of jig? Uh, it's just one I hand tied. It's just one I hand tied. Well, both of y'all, because I, I, I heard a little bit of KBN last night. I, I I try not to listen too much so I can come into this kind of clear minded and not asking the same questions. But Garrett, uh, how, how was your practice, man? Man, my practice was phenomenal. Um, so <laughs> yes, I, you know, it, it took all I could all I could muster not to share pictures. Um, you know, before the event, I one I, f- I feel like that's bad luck. Okay, I feel like everybody that does that yeah. never wins the event, right? So like, I, I hope some people are listening to this because there's so many people do that. I'm like, oh man, dude, yeah, I can see the do, trees like, behind you. Worry about them anymore. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, there was kind of this running joke about, you know, the practice angler of the year. And I was like, man, I, I could probably make a good run for that with these photos I got. Um, but anyways, I, I happened to go down there. I, I think it was the 25th. And um, a cold front smacked us that night. And, um, you know, so the next morning on 26, I mean, it was cold. I mean, I had like six layers of clothes on. I had my duck hunting waders on to even go out and fish. And um, the previous year, I didn't do too hot in the event. So I stayed in yesterday and just looked at new water. I've been to Fork several times in my life. And I was just looking for a spot I'd never been to and just to have something fresh. And I explored some stuff last year. So I went down there um, this year thinking, well, I'm just going to go fish that newer area i found i caught some fish there last year on that extra day i stayed and so you know very similar to what james is saying you know it took me a while before i got a bite in practice but when i did it's like a magic tree man i mean it was one spot and there was you know i went by it a couple times and caught a fish to the point i finally i facetimed my brother and he's at lunch you know at work and i said dude watch this i'm about to catch a fish He's like, no way. And I end up tossing in her third cast. I caught a fish. And it was like James was saying, I could leave and come back and I'd catch another one. Now, the thing about it was there might be 5,000 trees in this little pocket I was in. And the fish are on that one tree. And I mean, that's just kind of what it seemed like. Um, and somebody had actually put like a brush pile kind of around um, this particular little, there was like two trees by each other, a couple feet apart. Um, but there was a boat dock not far from there that had a ton of brush in it. So I'm pretty sure whoever that guy is, is the one that put the brush out there um, on this little, you know, two trees that were close to each other. But once I figured that out, kind of like, you know, the way those trees set up, I just went around that cove and found um, a couple, a couple more like that. Um, and then there were some concrete ramps in there that looked good as well. But then I went to the main lake and found more trees that were at least 15 inches in diameter, that were less than four foot apart, but not more than say six foot apart. And I would just go by there. If I caught a fish, I did not make another cast because I already knew from the first spot, if you found one, you're going to find a bunch. And so I'd mark it and then I'd just move on and find something else. And I did that. And I actually stayed an extra day of practice. I wasn't going to stay one day, but it was so good. I arranged things here back home to be able to stay an extra day. And I found a lot more fish than what I realized I could find on the main lake. Um, and that's really a focus that second day of practice. And that paid off big time because when we got the ice, I knew that backwater stuff was going to be colder and that main lake stuff would probably be a more steady temp. Um, you know, even 
uh, with the ice that came in, and that did hold to be true, and I ended up starting out there on the main lake. So let, let, let's talk about this jig you caught them on. <laughs> uh, it's a custom jig. Um, JP Custom Baits um, here out of Arkansas makes them. Um, so I was kind of interested when I heard James say he hand-tied it. Um, oh. You know, I'm telling you, if you find something that not everybody has or can get something made the way you want it, I think there's a lot to that. You know, those brands that are out there, you know, whatever the bait it is, if it's Strike King, you know how many people have bought that bait? You know how many times those fish at Fork have seen a bait come by their face that looked exactly like that? I mean, you think about a white jackhammer, right? I mean, yeah. it still catches fish, but let's just say you get a custom, you know, bait maker to make you one that is, you know, in a green green pumpkin orange or just something that's just a little different, give them a different look. Well, the same thing with my jig here. Um, the story behind that is, I went up to a river here in Arkansas in the Ozarks that I fished a lot and whacked some fish. And, you know, this place is overpopulated. I brought a few home, filleted them out, um, and all the crawfish in there were just green and orange, green and orange, green and orange. And I took a picture of it. I sent it to my buddy. I said, hey, man, make me a jig that looks just like this. Put a Strike King Rage Bug on the back and a green pumpkin orange. And um, I've been catching fish with that thing ever since. Um, but that's what I had tied on when I went down there. Other people came by me with black and blue. They came by me with black and red. They came by me, you know, with your peanut butter jelly colors. Um, and they were fishing in the areas I was fishing. They were not getting bit. I think just having something different that those fish don't see a ton played a big role um, in my success down there. Do you just fish green pumpkin orange whenever the water is cold? No, um, I mean, I'll fish it in the spring oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of got to where, because I'm the same way, green pumpkin orange. I went fishing on Lake Mitchell on the Coosa River here one time. Me and my buddy were, I've told this story before, uh, that me and my buddy were fishing and I was throwing like green pumpkin blue and he was throwing green pumpkin orange and he was catching them three to one. Yeah. And then I swapped over to green pumpkin orange and I started catching them like he did. And I, and ever since then I've been, whenever the water is cooler, green pumpkin orange is my deal. Yeah. Now I, I, I throw it in the spring and I, I haven't fished it in the summer quite a bit here too. Yeah. Um, this last year I got on a good run uh, with it at, at a lake over here and we, we wrecked them out there one day. So, yeah. Well, see, Matt, and that's why I was asking. Maybe I need to keep throwing it all year. You know, I, and I think maybe I was saying this last night. I think sometimes maybe it's just a placebo effect. I mean, maybe because I've just had so much success and I have so much yeah. confidence in it when I throw it in there. I mean, it's just a partly a mental thing. It's like I just feel like I'm going to catch fish in there. So, you know, it's I'm, I'm probably a little bit more patient. I'm probably just more confident. I'm not getting frustrated. I'm like, you know, I have caught fish on this thing before. It's going to work for me today. Yeah. And James, mm -hmm. what what kind of trailer did you have on there? If you um, had a rail start, what would you have? A Berkeley Powerbait, the new uh, meaty chunk. Okay. So something on the are, yeah. are you uh, are you convinced about that power scent stuff? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I just like. I just like. The, I like a chunk in the in the spring. Yeah. More than just like a like a pocket crawl or something like that. I spray the hell out of my stuff. I got bang, 
and uh, I, I'm not sponsored. Yeah. I'm, I, I just I I don't know if it works. I just I just know if I don't put it on there, it can't work. Or nobody's ever convinced <laughs> me that it doesn't work. I guess. I, yeah. You know, well, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it does. But I I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I I like coffee scent too. I you know that's striking. I'm I'm down with the X zone, but you know, striking. I, I like that that coffee scent. You know, I'm that's good too. That's good. All right. So uh, so you sacked them up. You're killing it day one. Did you think what did you what did you think? I guess going in, whenever you were going to fork and the fish are that big. And you had such a great practice after day one, and you you caught 102. Or you think what what are you thinking then? Like, what do you think you have to catch day two to win it? Another hundred to put no, it away? No, or no. I knew I didn't have to catch a hundred. Um, yeah. I I felt like what I knew I had out there um, was 96 inches. I knew I was going to go out there and catch 96 inches. Now I told myself. If you catch 98, you definitely won, um, in, in my opinion. I mean, it's just yeah. kind of just looked over everything. You know, also, you know, the, the fellow that was in second place. Three three inches, that, that would have been, if you would have caught 96, that would have been like Todd or right there with Chris, huh? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm so not- if he had 197, you had 201. Day two, you had 92. So if you had three inches less, you would have been at. 197 and three quarters. So at 96, you would have still won by three quarters of an inch. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you you were perfect. (laughs) So I guess I I worked that out. But when I looked at the numbers, you know, after that first day, I realized the guy that had been in second, um, you know, if he doesn't have that 24 and a half incher, um, it's really a lot bigger lead than what it looked like on Tourney X. And, you know, I'm not saying you can't catch two 24 and a half inch fish out there on Lake Fork, but I mean, for most people, that's a once every five years, yeah. <laughs> like kind of kind of fish down in Texas. And you don't catch them that frequently, um, so uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that the numbers would average out the way that they normally do for most folks, um, you know. But going out the door, I felt like, hey, if I if I hit ninety eight, I get to that two hundred mark, this Done. thing's in the bag, you know. It's kind of yeah. kind of what I felt, but. I also felt like I had 96 out there regardless. Uh, even wow. when the rudder cable broke, I didn't know if I would get a kayak over there in time. I felt like I could paddle out there and, and catch, you know, 96. But you talk about having a good practice and going down there. Another part that played into this was, you know, I felt like 50% of the field at least was done before the event ever started. Uh, and started- I, I feel the same way. Cause I was yeah. watching some social media because yep. I had some other people on my fantasy team. And whenever I saw them bitching about the weather, I was like, <laughs> you're coming off my fantasy team. Cause you're, yeah. you've already, you've already been beat by the weather. Well, and the thing is, man, you know, when it gets cold here in the South, it's kind of this wet cold and it's, it's got a little bit more chill and a little more bite to it. And did I get up yeah. and, you know, four in the morning here in Arkansas and we got there and break ice to duck hunt, you know, so it, it really doesn't bother me to be out there to go fish. And there's a lot of times when my buddies are calling me wanting to go duck hunt. They're breaking ice. I'm like, dude, I'm going fishing today. And they're like, what you're doing? What I'm going to fish and I'll go out there and catch them. But the thing is, 
I've gone out there and sat in that kayak in other days when most normal people or, you know, sane people wouldn't even think about getting in it just because I like to fish so much. And so, you know, going out in tough conditions, you know, I, I don't really fret it. doesn't really bother me. Um, you know, and I think having had success just doing it on my own, you know, around here, um, you know, I, I think builds confidence. And so I kind of thrive now. The worse the conditions, the better chance I feel like I have to win because I know it bothers a lot of the other anglers. I know it's, it's factoring into um, how they feel and how their kind of mojo is going into the yeah. event. And so I kind of felt like watching social media and the worse the weather got, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm loving All right. Well, dude, you should come down here and fish this rattle trap tournament on Gunnersville this weekend. It's supposed to be 26 for the low. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna have some hot hands and some warmers yeah, and, yeah. Uh, down in my drawers and everything else, you know. <laughs> so. All right, James. So rolling day two, you, you had a good day. One seventh place tonight. I mean, ninety three inches. Oh, you had a good day. You had a great day. Yeah. Ninety three inches. I mean, that's awesome. What? Yeah. Kind of what were you just thinking? Oh, I hope that magic tree holds up, man. Yeah, I was just I was just hoping and praying that it would it would hold up for the second day and um and it didn't at all. I didn't catch a single fish off that oh, tree really? the second day. Oh, okay. Um they ended up moving out about probably 15 feet from that tree into as like an it's like somebody made a bunch of crappy um, structure on this point and they'd moved out and I ended up catching every single one of them on a jerk bait out of the tops of those trees. They had just moved off of that one and moved just a little bit deeper. They weren't actually deeper that, but they were in deeper water. You know, they were still in the same range. They were about six foot. Um, but they were just off the bank more. And I know just, I mean, I got a limit pretty quick that day. And, um, like I said, Pretty much every one of them came off that same spot and ended up catching a six fish later on and some trees on down deeper in the creek. It seemed like everybody started catching more fish towards the end of the day. I'm glad the tournament didn't last wow. too much longer. You know? <laughs> well, good deal, man. What what was your what's your jerk bait of choice? Uh, I was actually throwing the stunner. Okay. Um, stunner. What's up, Hank Jerry? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Any certain color you, you have a a love for? I, I was throwing um, that day. I think I was throwing the bone color. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, it was bone and orange on the bottom. Yeah, orange. There, there's the the key yep. word orange again. I guess. <laughs> Watch out. All right, Garrett. Day, day two. Do you just like? You seem like a pretty confident guy going in day two. Did you have so many spots? It was like nine. I mean, we kind of already talked about, it, but you knew 96 was going to happen. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I didn't talk about this yet, but day one, you know, that area I talked about in practice where I caught those six fish on that one magic spot. I'd never even went to on day one. I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, but when I poked my head around kind of, into that cove where it opened up, there's six people in there on day one. And so I snuck in there to one of the other spots, caught a 20 inch fish, took a picture, threw it back and I left. And I had five other areas in there I wanted to fish. Um, but you know, I felt like I already had what I needed. 
And I kind of rolled out of there, I think, with like 96 or somewhere in there. And then, I, you know, I end up at 99 before I get back to my truck, just working back to the truck and then go catch this bonus fish on the other side of the lake. I loaded up at 2.30 and just went to Main Lake Point, catch 22-incher. Um, so going into day two, I had saved all that other area, and I was hoping that the folks that had been in there, you know, didn't find anything, didn't really catch fish, and maybe I'd go back and I'd have it all to myself. Um, and I ended up starting on the main lake where I, I caught my first three fish the first morning and I only got one bite there, but it was a 21 incher. And, um, you know, I ended up having some luck. It came off the, the jig. Um, I had tried to scoop it with the net and I had it on there like horizontal. So I'm picking up like a loaf of bread mm. and it flops. And when it does, the jig comes out, fish is falling. And I just reached down and scooped as fast as I could and scooped that fish up in the net. When wow. that happened, after yeah. breaking my rudder cable, I was it's like, meant to happen. I, I'm going to win this. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's meant to happen. But um, I ended up working my way pretty fast down the main lake this time. I didn't really stay on any of those spots where I had marked on the main lake like I had the day before. I just went there and I threw once or twice. If I got bit, great. If not, I kept moving. I think I caught maybe one fish. I think that's right. Um, so I went in my other area with two fish, just needing four bites. First little spot I went to, I caught two, just boom, boom. And then um, I rotated around to the next spot, didn't catch anything, rotated around to where I caught that 20 inch of the day before and ended up catching another 20 um, inch fish in there. And um, finished off the limit or so. And I think at that point I had like an 18 incher. Um, or 17 inch, I think, um, that I wanted the cold. And so I went over to the magic tree area and I caught one that was pretty decent. And then I throw back in there and I hook up with something that I could not pull out of the, the roots and the brush that were down there ends up breaking my line. Um, no. you know, again, don't get frustrated. Just put my head down, reach my bag, pull out another jig, you know, rig it up the way I want to. And uh, I worked around back to the second spot where I said I didn't catch fish and go over there and end up catching a, a 20 incher. And when I caught that fish, like I knew I won the tournament that that had put me at, at 200 inches. And I text my family and we have a group text and it was around 12 or somewhere in there. And uh, I was like, hey, I just I just won this tournament like it's over. And I'm going to go eat some hot dogs at the dock. I'm gone. <laughs> I didn't do that. I, I stayed there and I tried to grind it out well, for a couple of reasons. One, you just never know because it's fork. I mean, you know, somebody could have pulled a monster bag like Brian Howe did. Let's say Brian Howe would have had, you know, 95 inches. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it would have been been close or whatnot if he'd had that on day one or something. But and when, when, whenever you're that much on them, I'm sure it's just fun and you want to keep fishing, you know. With that, and, you know, I've never caught a 10-pound fish. You know, oh. I've caught, I've, I caught a 24-and-a-half-inch fish down there a couple of years ago practicing for the Hobie, but it was summertime. Mm. And um, it only weighed seven pounds, like nine ounces or something. And so I was I was wanting to try to, you know, maybe get a share lunker or something like that. So I fished hard the rest of the day. I only got one other bite. When the wind died late in the afternoon, my bite died where I was. Hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I was glad that the tournament ended pretty pretty soon after all that, too. <laughs> yeah, not no day three. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. But it's it's crazy. Y'all both had some orange. Yeah. Both kind of similar situations. Uh, and in tough conditions. I mean, both of y'all tough guys to stick that out and be positive and, and catch them. I mean, that's really congratulations. I, I, I do this a lot. And I talk to a lot of people and see an event that tough and see y'all do that well. So, and James, you too, to go in there and no practice, to find a spot, you know, be consistent, which a lot of people couldn't do for two days. You know, congrats to you too. Third, I'm sure third place you want to do better. You know, you want to win, but man, third place. I was, just, I was just happy to get a limit the second day. To be yeah. completely honest with you, like, I just it, it was it was luck that we landed. I landed on a spot like that with no practice. I mean that was you know I'm fine with third place. Yeah, <laughs> he um, Garrett had a heck of a bag. I knew because I got when I put my stuff in on Turn X at first, it had put me in at first place, and I was like. I'm not winning this thing because it is no way that he, because I think he, he needed like one or two more fish or something like that. And I was just yeah. like, he's gonna, there's no way. So I'm just trying to hold my own. So. Well, yeah, I, I got to man. I, I'm pretty jealous of you and Josh too, for being able to do this, uh, the double up with the, the bass and the Hobie event back to back. That's a, you're kind of living the dream down there, just on the road, cash and checks, two tournaments in a row that's that's got to be fun yeah when we worked our butts off before we ended up leaving though i had to make a ton of product and i i wouldn't be able to do this without my wife she's shipping stuff out for us and everything like that so without her we would not be here right now we'd be back shipping product out to everybody because we got to make sure that we're doing that you know keeping our customers happy fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. That's right. Happy customers. All right, so uh, I don't want to take up too much of y'all's time. Uh, uh, before I let you go, I want to give you a chance to shout out your sponsors, anybody that makes fishing easier for you. Uh, Garrett, we'll start with you. Yeah, man, um, you know, Ace the Four Outdoors is a shop here in Conway, kayak shop, tackle shop. They will mail you things. You can order things online. Um, been great to me. Um, have a ton of knowledge on, you know, fitting you with the best kayak. Uh, of course, I'd you know, work with Old Town um, through their team. They've been great to me. They carry Old Town. Uh, but the shop, you know, they'll fit you with a different kayak if it's if you have a different need um, or maybe um, something that fits uh, kind of your budget better or whatever you need. Um, Old Town and then JP Custom Baits. I wouldn't want it. Yeah, JP. Um, you know, making me the G-Money jig, as we call it now. Um, and then Wicked Weights and then um, – 
you know, for my hard baits, I use Shangler custom baits. Again, a custom bait maker because uh, oh. I like to get stuff that not everybody's throwing. Um, so, you know, those folks have been good to me. Mel Isaac's been um, not only good to me as far as the baits go, but she's also been somebody that's been in my in my corner. You know, this past year for me has been, been pretty rough. Um, so things kind of turned around going into 2022, landed a, a new job. Um, Congrats, man. Best job I've ever had. I walked away from a job um, that was paying me a lot of money, um, but I didn't necessarily uh, align with the person's values that I was working with. And, um, and I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore. Didn't have a plan. And um, luckily, I went down to the Shreveport, uh, to the KBF National Championship, and won some money, uh, you know, kind of stabilized things for a bit. But, you know, it got rough as far as the middle side goes for a little bit there. You know, you got a family and you're not working. And a man not working is, is a, a, a tough thing to do. Right. It, it'll, it'll do things to you. Especially whenever you, you left a job. You know, you got your family and friends looking at you like, what would you do? You know, yeah. but you just got to trust in God's plan sometime. You know, you may not know the destination, but you just got to keep climbing that mountain because whenever you get to the top, man, it's pretty sweet. And, you know, sometimes you got to walk away uh, from things in your life so that God can allow those things that are supposed to be in your life to come into them. Um, and so I really feel like um, there was a higher purpose with all this. I'm now working for a company. Um, that, that, you know, serves uh, rural communities here. We put um, clinics and doctors in areas that normally, you know, those, those folks have to drive miles to go uh, see a doctor. So it's called our care and, um, you know, it's really meaningful work. So I get to manage 12 clinics here in central Arkansas. Um, so that's a lot different than working for a plastic surgeon. That's all about profit. Um, so, you know, I feel like it's it's a better purpose and kind of uh, put me in a better place. So had that kick off for 2022 and then turn around and went down and, and won this thing. And, you know, definitely found out, you know, who's in my corner and, and who the people are that I can count on in my life. And uh, couldn't be more blessed right now. Um, so appreciate you having me on and give me an opportunity to share those things. Yeah, man, that that's awesome. I Honestly, I did the same thing. I was with three years ago, I was with the the local natural gas, uh, you know, I have a degree in oil and gas operations and I was working for the local gas utility and they got bought out by a bigger company and it got so bad. I, it just wasn't worth the money anymore. And I said, that's it. I'm out. And now I have the best job I've ever had in my life. So same story. And so if we can be an inspiration to people, <laughs> quit right. your jobs and get a better one. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't do that. Don't, don't take that advice, but you know, uh, I think people, some, you know, window, God closed the window, you know, the whole thing. So, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things also like in that in-between stage, I had people offer me jobs, but I wasn't going to settle. I was not going to settle. And that was the first time probably in my life that I, I made that decision. And so you hear motivational speakers will say that and all these people that have accomplished all these things, but really like don't settle. Like if you know you're worth more, Go and get it. You know, wait, be patient. It's it's part of the plan. You just got to wait it out. There you go. Great advice. James, how about you, man? Tell us more about one objective. Tell us about your products and how people can buy them. <laughs> um, they can buy all our products at oneobjectivebf.com. Uh, we're also getting into the tackle side of things. So you can buy uh -oh. tackle. We sell just about anything that Yak Attack makes. Um, we also have that Rogue 
Um, we have all types of different products, any type of catch product that you need or anything like that. We also stock all that. So we're just kind of trying to spread out. And so we can, you can have, you can buy your motor mount and then you can buy all your tackle or whatever you, that you need. So um, we're working on that this year as our tackle side of things. And hopefully we can keep growing that. And, you know, like I said, you can check it out at oneobjectivebf.com. And we're actually, I have a full video of what's going to be out um, of my tournament. Hopefully it'll probably drop probably next Thursday after we get back. Um, but we'll have that whole video up. And because um, me and Josh, we were actually fishing like inside of each other. Like we probably could have cast oh. it to each other. Oh. <laughs> so, um, how, how'd he so do? He ended up 30th. He got, did he, he got did last check? Last yeah, he got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A little gas money. That's all right. Well, that probably oh, paid yeah. back its fees, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that, that's a win to break even after. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, uh, man, if I can make a suggestion, make a mount so I can put a Newport slash Torquedo on the back of a Sportsman 120. Like uh, the, the PDL. I know y'all make a front mount. I'm I, the front. Yeah. I I would do something stupid. I would run it. I'm I'm I get pretty ignorant out there. I definitely run up on something <laughs> and throw myself out of kayak. So if if you can find a way to get a plate on the back so I can put a torpedo on the back, please. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'll buy the first one. Yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're working on stuff. It's just hard to get all the kayaks to be able to oh, do that dude, stuff. Yeah, that's that's the hardest part for us is just trying to get get kayaks. You know? I believe it. That, that it costs a ton of money for <laughs> for us to buy every type of kayak out there so, to do this. So um, anybody who's got something like that that lives local to in Virginia, let me know. Please we'll do me a favor. Up. So Old Town, send this man a Sportsman 120 <laughs> so I can get a, a motor on the back of my kayak that I want. Because I, I love the Predator, but, you know, I'd love to have the Sportsman. So I get up and punch. I, I like to stand up and punch and. You know, being so big, you know, I'm 260, man. It's 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 tough. The predator's stable, but it's not like punch mat stable. It's close, yeah. but you know, if if I were 150 pounds, sure, great, but <laughs> I am not. So yeah, <laughs> well, thank you. yeah, I need to do some more jumping jacks or sad. It's it's my fault. All right, but uh yeah, man, appreciate y'all being on and good luck. And James, Josh, uh, yeah, y'all be safe and and good luck down down there at the Hobie. All right. Thank you. Yeah, James, I'll see you down there. I'm leaving Friday. So right on. I'll see you. Let's, let's get back in the in the top five while we're down there, right? Oh, you're you're fishing it. I'll be happy with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna head down Friday after work. Well, good luck to you too, man. I, I didn't know you were fishing it as well. Yeah, it's it's a six hour drive, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it down there. Yeah, he's he's yeah. gonna flip flop and do what James did, just show up and Cash a check, so damn man. I've been yeah, down there so once. Oh, okay. So I, I cashed oh. a check down there a few years back. Um, have no idea if there's fish there anymore, but we're gonna go find out. <laughs> oh, the man's got history. Yep. Watch out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If right. y'all could subscribe to our YouTube channel, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, um, did, what? Just one objective. Just one objective. Was it one objective? BF. Yeah, we'll be doing a giveaway. Okay. And, and we're going to be doing a giveaway once we hit 10,000 subs, and it's going to be a, a pretty big giveaway. So, 
Well, I'm a subscriber. It's I've watched all your videos. It it's it's a great channel. So everybody should check it out. Garrett, do you have any social media you want people to check out? Probably the the biggest page I'm trying to grow right now is my Instagram page, Garrett Morgan Outdoors. Um, it's there's also a page out there on Facebook as well. But that's probably where I'm trying to to grow the most right now. Yeah. Um, I need to get a better camera before I jump into the YouTube thing. I have. You know, one right now is just not great. <laughs> I hear you, man. I, I've just been doing like cell phone or little videos on this lately, just trying to start YouTube. Like everybody's just just start it, just start it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make a bunch of crappy videos once a week, and it is what it yeah. is. So, yeah, you can start out just doing the shorts. You know, yeah. now yeah, the shorts on, and you can just do like your fish releases or something like that, just to get started. Right. Reels and shorts and all that. I, I've talked to some other social media gurus, and that's a deal right now. So, yeah. mm -hmm. all right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, y'all be safe and good luck down there. All right. All right. Good luck to everyone. Having us on. See y'all. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. All right. So we did have a few tournaments last weekend. Uh, well, just three, not too many. Uh, first, we had the Central Tennessee Kayak Anglers. They were on Central Center Hill. Twenty-two anglers. Jesse England was first as three fish limit, uh, 55 inches. Second place was Brent James with 54 and a quarter. Roy uh, Frog, F-R-O-G-G-E, with 51 and three quarter. And then California Bass Nation Kayak Series, they were on Lake Shasta. This was a two-day event. Had 69 anglers. Uh, first place, Chase Murdoch with 80 and three quarter. Uh, it said two-day. I, I might have just looked at the first day, but... And maybe it's just a one Mick Albright with 77 and a quarter and Kong Yang in third with 77 and a quarter. And also you had the wild West bass trail going on at the same time, which was 78 anglers, Mick Albright. He was, he signed up for that 77 and a quarter Kong Yang, 77 and a quarter and Kong her with uh, 77 and a quarter. So hopefully it was a right, but if not, you can go to Tony X and check it out. But uh, yeah, appreciate y'all watching. Great event. Uh, Bass Nation Kayak Series, Lake Fork, tough. I mean, go back and look at the Tourney X. Those two guys, they, they really put a, you know, put up a show for a lot of people that were struggling to catch any fish at all. So that 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 event, in my mind, gets an asterisk. So congrats to him. Good asterisk, not like, you know, oh, there's an asterisk because it's different, but different good because anytime it's freezing, you got frozen water in, in Texas. That's a... Uh, you're doing all right in my book. But yeah, thank y'all. Uh, see y'all again next week. And make sure to sign up for Fantasy Fishing. Um, if we've kind of, because it's first year, we've been changing it every week. Uh, Susie, she's been working really hard at it. And the reason that the picks aren't being unlocked as quickly as what we want, because we have to wait for the results from the event. So, yeah, we have, we're just stuck waiting on information. Not like uh, the bass guys. They got the information today, so it was a day we want to unlock on Monday, so you have more time to sign up for your uh, sign up your anglers for for the week. But we had to wait a whole extra day because those guys were driving, and but they're all updated now. Wednesday morning, whenever this comes out, you'll be able to change update your picks on uh, for the week. So I'm in third place right now. Yeah, like I said, you're going to have to beat me because I want one of them coolers. Those uh, Pelican coolers are legit, and I need a new one for camping. So. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, 
the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. See y'all again soon. See y'all next week. And thanks again for watching. And uh, if you're going out, make sure to bring a splash bag and, you know, with some extra clothes in there if you do go over and always wear your PFDs. See y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.